Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is episode number 49, 49, 49, undefeated. I'm Fergus. I'm joined today by Manny, Mike and Johnny from the North Bank. We are going to look back at the Bournemouth game, look ahead to Europa League game in the Ukraine and the huge game that is the North London Derby, Prediction League and the Guna debate. Much, much more. Enjoy the show. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. You can check out much, much more of our content on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Right, listen, good evening, gentlemen. If we all sound, well, not all of us, some of us are very fighting fit and, and healthy and uh, uh, able to withstand just like common colds and stuff like that. But uh, it's Fergus from the uh, from Guns and Yellow Ribbons, joined by Johnny for uh, for now, for the from Johnny from the North Bank. Um, but we do have, we have type of renamed you Johnny from the Food Bank too, because what you're doing is a very noble cause with December coming up. Uh, you're doing a reverse advent cal- calendar and trying to help out your local homeless people by building every day, putting something into a, into a box, uh, to give to either a needy person or a homeless person or something like that. So that's very noble. So Johnny from the Food Bank, uh, hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I've, I just got in. Uh, the traffic was atrocious. So. And that's London traffic on a motorbike. Can you imagine what it's like for us in a car? I'd still be somewhere near Mayfair, uh, in fact. <laughs> and we got two two very ill man flu individuals. Mike from Scunthorpe. Scunny, how are we doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm on the men now, so. Has she realised how serious man flu is? Um, my wife will tell you it's not very serious. She hasn't got a fucking clue, no, that woman. she hasn't. Hasn't got a fucking clue. No. Childbirth has got nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> I might come across as a bit croaky every time I'm laughing, or I might start choking, so you'll have to bear with me. I apologise. <laughs> and and is, is man flu in French any worse, Manny? Yo, what's going on? <clears throat> you, you, you're going to have to excuse me. Like, well, I feel like crap over here, but getting there, lemon tea at the ready and all that. You know what you need is a good hot whiskey. You know what? I said the same thing, but I'm not drinking alcohol at the minute. So um, No, I know, but it, that's not alcohol, it's medicinal. So what you do is get a nice glug of um, whiskey in a glass, add your sugar um, and your hot water, but you have to have a fresh slice of lemon with a whole clove studded into it and the whole thing together. You'll go to bed, you'll sweat it out, and you'll be fine. I don't morning. think I can trust myself with the whiskey at the minute, to be fair. So I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I'm just going to do the old school way. <laughs> mm. uh, oh, here we go. He's <laughs> the, the coughs you will have yeah. to allow. Um, it could be worse. We could be speaking with Brummy accents. Have you heard about Unai? Is watching Peaky Blinders. What do you think of Tottenham? Oh, man. It's it's great that he's actually watching. It's a great show. It's an awesome show. Yeah, it is. but the accent on there is horrible. <laughs> what do you <laughs> think of Tottenham? <laughs> I, I have to say that I'm quite happy to say I've never watched an episode. It's good. What? You missed oh, it. Oh, it is good. I take you. It is good. That. It is good. 
Okay. Well, listen, we, we talked about many other programs before about like the Breaking Bad and all that sort of stuff. So it, it's whatever you're into. It's whatever you're into. Right, we got question of the week. The question of the week is there have only been six Irish uh, managers um, who have managed to uh, who've managed in the Premier League. Uh, Republic of Ireland is the clue. And uh, one of them is an astute, an astute uh, legend from yesteryear with Arsenal. So um, have a think about the question, unless somebody's got the answer straight away. Anybody got anybody got any answers? Liam Brady, Roy, Roy Keane. Nope. Roy Keane's yes. one. Oh, uh, no, Roy Chris Horton's another one. Steve Stoughton. Well done, yeah. That, <laughs> nope. David O'Leary. Yeah. Yeah. So we have got Roy Keane, mm-hmm. Chris Hewton, and David O'Leary. Yeah. Well, Mick McCarthy. Three left. Was he? No, he's, he's from Yorkshire. A, that's the one. No, he's Irish, isn't he? Is it he's McCarthy? Irish. He's Irish. He's Irish. He, he holds an Irish passport. Are we going from where they're born or are we going from like... Where they can play for. Premier League managers that played for the Republic of Ireland. You need to like that. Okay, cool. You should have... I didn't read the question. Uh, blame Rory. Rory wrote the question and it wasn't oh, great. Okay. But when I clarified it, yeah, there there's two left. six Irish managers in the Premiership. Can you name them? I've just... Mick McCarthy, I, I could have sworn, like I say, he's Irish, definitely. He, 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 and he... Yes, he is correct. So you've got three of them so far. So there's two yeah, left. I'm out. Let me have a think. I'll get back to you. Right, one one managed Wimbledon and Newcastle. And one was actually tipped a long time ago. Well, probably about four or five years ago. A possible replacement for Arsene Wenger. Think about it. We'll come back at the end. Mm. So, Arsenal versus... Uh, Arsenal away to Bournemouth. Arsenal are, um, are now unbeaten for 17 games in all competitions, as we know. Uh, since the loss against Chelsea, 3-2 loss against Chelsea on the 18th of August. We've recorded 12 wins during this period. Uh, the Gunners have drawn four of the last five games, including each of the last three. Uh, they've not drawn four in a row uh, since February 20, uh, 2009. Arsenal and Cardiff are the only two teams not to have led at half-time in the Premier League um, this season, with nine uh, of the Gunners' 12 games being all square at the break. It looks like nothing's going to change, but we won't jump ahead too quickly. Uh, Bournemouth have recur- uh, recorded their first win over Arsenal uh, in their seventh attempt when the sides met last January and we got beaten by, by them by 2-1. And Arsenal have never failed to score in a match against the Cherries, amassing 17 goals in uh, in total. Uh, there have been 23 goals in, in uh, the contest, an average of 3.3 uh, per game on average. So the lineups. Looking at the lineups, actually, it was quite interesting to see uh, from the Bournemouth point of view. They had uh, five English and a Welsh player and a Scottish player, so they had seven British players in the starting lineup. Uh, and even on the bench, they had two English players in uh, Tyrone Mings, who's coming back from injury, and uh, Jermaine Defoe, OBE. I wouldn't normally say that about an expert Spurs player, but he deserves it. Uh, so yeah, very homegrown squad by a homegrown manager. What did you make of it, boys? Who wants to go Lewis first? Lewis Cook is English, and he was a, he was on the bench. Oh, Lewis Cook as well. Okay, so that there, there we go. You know, most most of the squad um, are English or British. I didn't uh, see the whole game um, because my Sky decided to 
crap out of me. So I was watching it bit by bit on the old iPad with two screaming little girls running around me. So You didn't give them any more blue sweets and stuff like you did when you took care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it Amelia? Amelia, is it Amelia? Yeah. To the game the other week? No, no, they're, they're two poorly little bubbers, so they they just had their cow pole, which is full of sugar anyway. Yes, it is. It is. Well, I watched it in my local pub. I went over there. I sat down watching a program with my wife because it was an early kickoff and we got doing normal stuff on, on a Sunday. And all of a sudden it was like just coming up to half one. I went, oh, shit, Christ. Um, I was nice and comfy on the sofa. And I thought, oh, right, okay, quick, go over the pub. Um, and I started watching the, the game. As I walked in the door, somebody collared me and just went, oh, mate, how are you doing? Da, 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 da. Do you want a beer? I'm all right. I'll stay on my own for the minute, thanks. And we end up talking for most of the game. There's a TV behind his head. I was trying to talk to them and be polite and still try and keep abreast of the game. So it's a little bit patchy, some of it. I have looked back over match of the day or some of match of the day. Um, change in formation. We had a change in formation. We went three at the back. Yeah, three four three. we think we played. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, it was an interesting change, to be honest. Uh, when I when I saw the the squad come out, the biggest thing that I saw was Ozil on the bench, and uh, I know Lacazette. Yeah, no, but a part of that, I think the next tweet by uh, Arsenal was uh, that it, it it was a precautionary thing because he had a bit of a tweak, which is you know fine, but you haven't got that many people working as hard as him with the link up play up front, so he's quite pivotal with the way we play. I'm going to say he pulled out the uh, front squad as well for internationals, didn't he? With mm. with a tweak or injury. So yeah. I suppose it was to be expected, maybe a bit more rest. But bear in mind, with the North London Derby coming up next weekend, uh, I, I fucking hope he doesn't end up going out to uh, Ukraine. If he ends up in oh, Ukraine yeah. and that's what he's uh, held back for, I'll have the arse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we should just send the kids out, to be honest. I don't think we should be sending many first teamers out there at all. No, there'll be there'll be a smattering. There'll be a smattering. We'll cover that one anyway. So, Bournemouth had an offside goal. Um, well, Bournemouth's first goal was it offside? Go on, Manny, come back in if you can speak. Yeah, I can speak. Um, it, it wasn't offside, um, thanks to our esteemed ballet dancer who can't keep his feet. Mustafi, I don't know what's wrong with the dude. Like, he's he's got this obsession with with sliding in the box. Um, I don't know what he was doing. Like, like we said before, I think it was during the Palace game. If you're gonna slide in the box, you need to be one hundred percent sure that you're going to get that ball. Um, he goes to ground as as usual, um, and it, it it's I think it's his his shoulder and his head. It's his head and his yeah, shoulders, played, yeah. Uh, Brooks on side, but I don't think the lines the linesman didn't really see it because there was one Bournemouth player who was actually offside, and then Iwobi was kind of blocking his line of vision, so it, it was you know um, he couldn't see it. But Mustafi again, I mean, it, it should have stood. I think when, when VAR does come into um, the Premier League, things like that will yeah that would that would have punished us the, the man's in it he's he's he, ugh, I can't, oh, he's an absolute clown isn't he, he, what was he, he winds doing? me up he winds me up so much is because you look at him and you think you know what there there might be a player in there but he there's there's something in his brain that just tells him i want to go to ground here and i want to try to to get the ball and it's he always seems to be in the box um, he did, he did do one thing in the first half that I did like when he went in. Um, I, I don't know who he went in on, but he went. It was a nice hard tackle, 
got the ball and then the referee penalised him for it. That was the only decent thing. Oh, he, he followed did, through with it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apart from yeah. that, he scares the life out of me, man. I, I don't know. The thing, the thing he is, makes me follow through whenever I see him slide. Well, this is it. Thing, <laughs> it's not just bloody... <laughs> I'm going to start coughing in a minute. <laughs> the guy, it's not just in the box either. There was one point in the game, I think we're going to, we'll probably end up coming to it at some point, but it was sliding at the top end of the pitch. Uh, you know, at the opposite end, it's like, what the fucking hell are you sliding on a guy up there for? Not only that, he completely fucking misses him anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing? He gets down more than James Brown. Do you know what I mean? So I just don't understand it. You know what I mean? And, and James Brown likes to get down. We all know that. But it's just... <laughs> what is he doing? He's so such a liability. And it, it, oh. and when people say as well he was one of our... Be- you know what I mean? When I've seen people on social media saying that he was oh he was a really good player that game, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, what game was you watching? I, th- I think the fact that we had two people to cover him might have negated the the feeling that he was completely a liability, but uh, I, maybe we have to play three at the back if we have to play him. Well, we only played three at the back to accommodate the fact that uh, Nacho and Listeiner weren't available, so we then had to put Kolasniak in, in. And in fairness, he didn't have a bad game from what I mm. saw. Um, and looking back at some of the the clips and highlights. He, he had a good game. Yeah, he was, he was like definitely one of the better players. Hundred percent. And, and as long as he doesn't have to do defensive duties, he's he's quite a force to to um, to push in. Uh, you know, so like to push and, and, and create create opportunities. Terrera as well. He he had a. a um, Quite a good game. Not long after that uh, disallowed goal, he went up and hit the post, uh, and the deflection came back to Wobi, and Wobi knocked out somebody. I think in row Z or ZZ, I don't know which. Oh, it was. Uh, I think it, oh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the play. Um, I think he intercepted a ball, went on the little bit of a run, and just then just hit it. Out. That's so wanted it to go in. If there's one player I really want to score a goal, it's him, and I have. A, Guterrera. Yes, it's coming as well. You know, you can see his his the chance he had that against Liverpool, um, against Wolves, and in this game as well. It's coming. It's mm. just a case of when. I would love it to be on Sunday. Um, yeah, top bins. I, I think oh, he's got to get a free kick and hit it top bins. Oh, imagine! Imagine! Oh, it, that would be lovely. Um, and he was a in especially in the first half. Um, he was attacking quite a bit. Um, with Xhaka, um staying behind a lot of the time, um, so he was he was trying to make interceptions um, right up the pitch, which was I guess it was the game plan to try to pin Bournemouth back as much as possible. Hence the win backs and hence you know Iwobi and then Mkhitaryan finding spaces in those in those little pockets, all designed to make the the Bournemouth players you know just pin them back and and have them coming back towards their own goal. It, it was it was good. Um, I thought the first half was decent. And then we we fuck it up like we usually do. The, the, before before you move on a little bit, um, did you agree with Shaka's, um rating on GunsandYellowRibbons dot com? Nope. Uh, he was given a seven uh, by Mike, mm. and it's Mike's writing it, Not so me. he I gets to choose. No, nope. <laughs> no, the other Mike, Not Boston. Boston. No, nope, I would. I gave him a six. Um, I thought he was okay, but as is usually the case. 
Um, went to her, came off, all of a sudden, everyone in midfield just stopped pressing, including him. And um, the, the Lerma chance when he hit the post came from him trying to clear out. And it was just a weak clearance that went straight back to to, um, to the Bournemouth players. As he, This is a thing with, with Shaka. He can be really good. He can control the play. He can distribute the ball really nicely. But in that 90 minutes, there will be a moment where he will give the ball away and he will put us under pressure. And this is why I, I can't rate this guy. I, I just can't do it because he can't switch on for 90 minutes. Uh, I would have given him a six. Seven was a bit too nice. And Mustafi got a five. Oh, deserved it. He deserved, deserved less, it. in my opinion. But... Yeah, I would have put him four. So, um, Looking at, you mentioned Lerma. God, sign him up. I told you. What a strike! I told you, bro. I told you that was he was one of the guys to look out for. He's got, he's got that side of the game of his game where he's nasty. I mean, you saw it. You know, c- c- I'm talking about the goal he scored for oh, us. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah ooh. Our own goal was amazing. <laughs> that was awesome. God, what a strike! Yeah, I mean, he's a decent player, though. Uh, you know, on goal aside, he 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 had a decent game. He was really unfortunate, yeah. but it, it was just. It, it, I think it's going to be football classic TV sort of thing when you go oh taxi for Lerma yeah, it was a great finish for me like it came a bit the, it came the, a bit late because where I was watching it, it was a bit behind so I'd go on the um, on social media and i see everybody going oh great strike I'm like oh who scored and then I saw it I couldn't believe it you, if you're going to go on a stream turn your fucking Twitter feed off it wasn't on Twitter okay it was, it was on Facebook whatever even the, if you're on fans forum or wherever you're on Come off it. If no. you're on a stream, you got to watch it behind. Well, whatever. It happened. Okay, I can't do much about that, can I? No, I can't. Joshua, Joshua King, obviously you knew that I was going to say this because this was coming up in your Twitter feed just a second ago. Joshua uh, King equalised. And that came from a Wolby losing the ball uh, in their box. Um, and he's come into a lot of criticism about that. And I, I think it's a little bit harsh that he comes into criticism for that because how many players stood back uh, on King when he was on the edge of the box uh, Mustafi they, they, they all just stood there stood there and stood there and just let him come on come on come on and uh, he scored it was half time um, and it was 1-1 uh, as I said earlier we, we've never um, so far we we haven't in the league gone in ahead we've only done it against Blackpool so second half um, Abamyang he scores the winner uh, what's your thoughts on uh, one, the goal, because it was Iwobi who created the pass to Kolasniak, and Kolasniak obviously gave the assist to Bamiang. What did you think of the goal? Mike, I'll come to you on this. Uh, what do you think of the goal, and what did you think generally on uh, Bamiang's performance? Was it a man-of-the-match performance? Um, and should he be the main man, or should he be Lacazette? Go on, Mike. Um... I don't know. I just I didn't think it was the right game for him personally, um, because he couldn't really get behind the players like he like he likes to to do the running behind. I know he scored well. He has done in the Bundesliga any very a lot of them them type of goals that he scored um, with the cutback from Kolasniak. I, I know he likes them type of goals because well, I think they just come naturally for him as we saw. To, to say that he was man of the match, no, he was he was quiet a lot of the game. He had a few spells here and there, but I didn't think I didn't think he made a massive impact. Uh, I can't choose the between the two uh, with the Lacazette and 
with and, and the arb. Manny, Manny, do you do you, do you have a, yep. an I opinion? Because you watched yeah, the think game. It was crap. Um, yeah, how tall is he? I mean, he's like what six foot, six one. He doesn't really win that many headers. Um, his hold up play isn't the best. Um, so he really relies on um, on service. He's he really is somebody who needs that sort of service, like the the Kalasinak ball, like you know balls in behind that we were trying to do, you know balls over the top. I think Mustafi was trying to do that a few times. Um, I just think that he's the better goal scorer out of Lacazette uh, and him, but Lacazette is the better player. Lacazette gives you more. Um, so if if I had to choose, if there was only if there's only one spot and I had to choose, it would have to be Lacazette, simply because he just gives you more and he come and he, you know, he presses a lot better, and he comes back as well to try to to, to press the midfielders, the opposition, the opposing midfielders. He just gives you a lot more um, than Aubameyang, which is such a contrast on the Lacazette we saw of last yeah. season, uh, and the Aubameyang we saw Preach. of last season. Someone made a good Go on, point on one of the other uh, blogs is. Uh, Aubameyang might be, I know he cost a lot of money, but it might be better off bringing him on after like 60 minutes, 65 minutes, something like that. That was that was um, uh, Max and uh, Manny were talking about that on uh, the other podcast oh, last week. Go. It was in the exact same oh, thing. I know, I, listened, I heard it somewhere. But it, it, that was, I've been thinking about it the last few days and I think that's a really good uh, idea, to be honest. Because once we've tore them a new arsehole through 60 minutes and worn them out through their interplay, wore them out and bring him on to terrorise him a bit. But he's been coming on and getting the odd goal, getting a brace here and there. So he's still, blocked. I think, is he still top scorer in the league at the moment? I think he's got eight. Yeah, he's joint top scorer with a with Aguero, though. Um, and he's our top goal scorer with 10 already so sky's the limit don't get me wrong he's a, he's a great goal scorer but Mine? yeah he, he's abamyang has got 31 goal i uh, know 20 goals yeah. in 31 games he needs someone next and to him get, really to, to get better. to get to 20 goals Thierry Henry needed 40 games oh yeah but uh, I, I don't know he is it we're not we're not doubting his goal scoring ability i'm just doubting his ability to play with his back to goal and and being that complete centre forward that a lot of you know um, centre forwards are these days. I think he's he's really an old school centre forward that just relies on service twenty four seven. And he like he played in on the left and he's played in the centre for um, Dortmund. And a player that played at Dortmund alongside him was Mkhitaryan. And what where? When Mkhitaryan, if I I remember seeing Mkhitaryan at Dortmund, and I remember him going to be signed for Man United, he went straight in my dream team. I went, that guy's going to rip this fucking league up. He went to Man United. Whatever's happened at Man United, it came. He's shown a bit of himself every now and then with Arsenal, but he's generally uh, shit. Understatement. He has been absolutely terrible this season. Oh my god! He, the he, the Bournemouth game he was absolutely awful. It, it, it was. It wasn't. You know, he worked hard, right? And and to his credit, for um for the Bournemouth goal, if you watched it back, he was busted more of a gut to get back than Bellerin. 
Bellerin didn't start jogging back until he got over the halfway line, whereas Mkhitaryan saw the play break down and he was sprinting to get back. So he he, he works hard, I'll, I'll give him that. But everything he tries, like the, his passes were off. Um, at one point he was put through and his touch let him down and he, he was just all over the place. And I'm, I'm finding it hard to understand what exactly is going on with him. I don't know if, it, if it's a positional issue. I don't know whether he it just the league is not for him. He's a I, number I, 10. I, you know what I think it is? He is a number 10. He, we haven't got a place with three number 10s in the team. But the fact that he can play out wide means he gets games. Uh, alongside the other two number tens in the team, but there can only be one number ten. But the I, th- I think what I was going to say is it's just the whole disjointedness of of the overall squad that we've got. You know, we've talked before about the Ramsey Ozil situation. You know, you can't play the two of them in the same in the same place. We haven't got a proper winger. We have. Do you play Aubameyang in the centre? Do you play him in the left? Do you, it, it just seems it's a mishmash of players and. N- n- not a, a proper solid team. I was going through the players with uh, a friend of mine today and we're talking about them. And there's there's probably five or six you'd fuck off. You might keep them in the squad, but you'd fuck them off. And you would, they definitely need replacing because, as you said, we've got too many uh, number 10s and number... Just pick a number. We've got too many of the wrong... Uh, too many square pegs and round holes. And that's a legacy of Wenger looking that he changed Henri. He can change anybody. I can change anybody. And listen, I, I, I don't want to get into a slagging... Um, Wenger uh, situation in, but it is a bit of that. The game, the game finished two-one. Uh, Who would be your man of the match, Johnny? From what you saw, I know you had uh, you had you had kids. I managed involved. to watch the whole of the second half, um, and to, which was the better half. And until he came off, Torreira probably was still the hardest working most productive player on the pitch. He was getting forward a little bit more. He got a couple of shots off. Like, like you say, he hit the post. And uh, I like his honesty in that he's actually, got, he's actually told him, look, I'm getting a bit tired now and uh, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit of a twinge. And he did not want to come off, but he was big enough to say, you know, I think this is the right thing for me to come off, which is great. Nanny? Um, I could have gone with a generic... Um, Torreira or Leno, who I thought, Generic. Had, I thought was, yeah, yeah, that's it's easy to pick one of those two at the minute. But I went with I went with Kalasinak on this one. Um, I thought offensively he was really good, and he, he I liked the fact he was bullying Brooks um, quite a few times. And it was I found it hilarious that we were being penalised for being over physical. It was it was hilarious to me, and he was one of the main culprits. I loved it so, and for the two assists that he got, yes, I'm counting the first one as well. So yeah, Kalasna for me. Mike, uh, I'm I'm gonna go for the generic. I'm gonna go for Leno. Uh, okay. Just just because he pulled um, off some quality saves, he he saved us from a a very close Socrates own goal as well. Okay. Uh, I didn't think Leno had a huge amount to do overall. Yes, he did, as you say. Save what he did do, it made cup. a massive difference for me. And I thought, to to say the guy only cost us, again, 20 mil, 20 mil plus, and he, he is pulling some really, really quality saves off at the moment. Bargain. bargain. Yeah, he's looking like a massive bargain, bargain now, when we have a look at other games over the weekend. I can name a couple of... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I can name a couple of keepers that cost over seventy million. Uh, well, one of them anyway. 
who couldn't even bother <laughs> to dive. So I'm just going to say, there you go. The thing is, um, so I, 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 from what I saw, I would probably go for a Bamiyang closely followed by either uh, Terreira or Klasniak. Uh, probably Klasniak because he gave the assists. Terreira is just constant and he's going to go under the radar a little bit for us because that's what his, his game is. Um, but on the Leno side of things, it's safe to say, would you all agree that Czech is no longer number one? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I think okay. he, I think Czech is still going to push him all the way for that for that spot. Oh, I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah. And that that was that was the next part of my question. The next part of my question was, who's number two, Martinez or Czech? And and the third part of that question is, Czech's contract ends at the end of the year. Do you let Martinez become number two, or do you give Czech another year or two? Uh, and let him drop down slowly and retire. I'd say, yeah, having a quality experienced keeper like Czech pushing you, knowing that he quite easily can jump in and take your place if you fuck up, is good for Leno to know. It's not so so much like where we had uh, Czech when he was actually playing well, and then you didn't have much of a of a replacement in. Um, a spinner being a good keeper, but he's just there is a gulf of difference there. So I think having that, having that to push you, I'd give him an, another year. I think I've said it before, give him another year, and uh, hopefully we can uh, push him on to be an even better player and then let him go off to Chelsea and be a coach. Ooh, I think uh, you reckon he will. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him give him another year, but I just can't see. Check wanting to probably do it to be honest but if you've got Leno in situ as we've got Martinez as say then next year's number two you're going to be looking for a young kid you won't get a decent decent number two is Martinez good enough to step up to be number two I don't know uh, I, I wish I could tell you that one I'd, I haven't seen him as much as I'd like if much at all he hasn't had hardly any first team experience He's the same age as Leno, and he's played. He's played less than fifty in games. His whole career, and Leno 26. has played three hundred and fifty exactly. games. He's, they're both twenty-six yeah. years old. If that's the case, I can't see him being number two either. I could see him probably going. Yeah, so can I? I think uh, we've got a couple of nice young keepers. Uh, what, who's the under twenty-three? Uh, Ilyev. Ilyev. He's a quality little keeper. He is. He's already a fully international. Okay. Okay. So we have. Listen, it's, it's going to be ever-changing. We don't know what the hell we're going to get. It's a bit like going to any of the games. People ask me to call, like tonight, uh, somebody asked me to call what they reckon the result will be at the weekend. And I'm it's fucking going to be hard to call. Just finishing off on that game. So Arsenal have won um, as many Premier League games away this season, and that's four in six as they won in the whole of last season. And I see a lot of people come along and go, oh, it's three points, we won it ugly. Um and this, uh, I'm almost getting a little bit, for the one of a better friend, sick of hearing the phrase, oh, last season we would have lost a game oh, like that. Preach. It, you know, it just, it, if we're going to win a game, we win three points, we got lucky, fuck it, yeah, just take the points and fucking run for the hills. Uh, we are, to try to get to top four with the team we've got now, up until January, when with the games we are coming, 
it's going to be a huge ask. You know, the, the squad, as I said before, is a bit disjointed. Um, a new coach, it's, you know, just, just get behind our team. Fuck, fuck going talking about, you know, we would have lost this one. Oh, just, it's just one of those niggly Some things. Some of the games Sorry, are going to be ugly. Passion. Let's face it, and it's going to be them type of games that are going to be the ugly ones. And at least we're coming through with a result, so that's what I'm more happy about. Yeah, I'm, I'm it was a hard that. watch. It was it was a lot to take in. It was a hair pulling match, if I'm being honest. It was a heart but, attack as well. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we've come through. We've come through with three points. So that's all that win. matters. That's Bournemouth, all that matters. Bournemouth were not fifth in the league for any old reason. They were only four points behind us. Okay, they've dropped down a, a couple of spots, but. Eddie Howe, he's doing a good job down mm-hmm. there. Longest serving manager in the Prem at the minute. We have um, the post-match pint, which uh, is not me going to the pub, as you you would like to think. Um, I'm trying to be more healthy anyway at the minute. Um, last. The, the postmaster pint, which is on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Have a read of it. Uh, that's Boston Mike and uh, his view of the game, his player ratings. See if you agree with him. If you agree with him, brilliant. Uh, let us know. If you don't, let us know what you change. And obviously share it with your friends, families, colleagues, Guna mates. Um, Prediction League didn't go as well uh, for me. Um, although it was very bloody close, I was so close to get in, I thought it was going to be 2-2. I, I predicted 2-2, so I got no points because of a draw. Um, but we could have easily see, seen it done. Manny got lucky, uh, got um, 2-1 to the Arsenal, as did, as did Mike in Boston. Uh, and Max in Melbourne uh, predicted 3-1. He gets one point on behalf of the, the guests. So the prediction league is yeah, still tight. So we have... Um, a game on Thursday. Will we have a game on Thursday? I don't know if people have been watching the news, but the, the Crimea yeah. and the Russians are fighting the Ukrainians and there's blockades over the Crimean Straits and stuff. They've nicked a couple of boats. Russia. Yeah, yeah, they've nicked no, three, three yeah, ships. It's, it's, um, is it th- uh, three Ukrainian ships come under fire from the, from the Russians and they've actually taken them in, in not far yeah. from the Crimea? And and the thing they're talking about is the Ukraine are talking about uh, possibly uh, putting in martial yeah, that's law. That's going through, uh, but I don't know when it's going through. I've been reading up about it uh, today. Martial law's gone. It's been put through through their parliament or through their sovereignty. I can't remember which one it is there. Uh, it hasn't been Do you know approved I as on the of web? yet. Um, but oh. as far as I'm aware, UEFA have actually said that the game is actually still on. Okay, okay. I just hope the guys who go out there... But it's um, going to be freezing. One, the, condition, the conditions look really like shit. 12, it's fucking ice there. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and it, it will feel My mate it. Trevi sits next to me. He goes home and away most games, and he's going over there. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I hope he makes it back because he don't want to miss <laughs> Sunday's game. <laughs> I, 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 was looking, I was looking at tickets because uh, uh, they dropped down to like zero credits on... on um, the away ticket thing. Guess how much a ticket was? You'll probably know, Johnny. You probably saw was it. Was like, it like either five or eight pounds, something like that? It was eight pound for a ticket, and I looked for accommodation in Volskar or whatever the name of the um, it's uh, Polatfa or something like that is the name of the the the, the town city. Um, but 
there were sold out. I went, you could get somewhere for about 300 quid a night. But I looked at two nights because of the way the flights work. Because you got to go out, uh, got to go out Wednesday and come back Friday. So you needed two, two nights accommodation. And, um, I could have got an apartment in the next town, in the town centre for the two nights. I think I'd have change out of nine euros. <laughs> it's, it's fucking cheap, but it's, a, it's, it, I nearly said a word I'm not meant to say. It's a bitch of a journey. Um, if you fly to Kiev, it's six hours train journey or something. Mm. You know, uh, you need an awful lot of vodka to keep you warm, wouldn't you? There's a, there's a few overnight trains, isn't there? What do they do? Yeah, well, they're just going to be carnage. You would, would we wouldn't want um, wouldn't want you on there, Johnny, would we? With um, some of the things you let slip every now and then. Oh no! Don't. My <laughs> <laughs> flatulence in a, in a room on my own is a different thing. Just because you heard it doesn't mean you smelt it. <laughs> At least everybody's. Be cracking some windows on that train, I tell you. Listen <laughs> <laughs> oh, back to the last podcast that that, that um, Johnny was on, which wasn't the last one; it was the week before. Um, just towards the end, as we're top of wrapping anybody up. Anybody wants to check it out? This... It's around about the forty-minute mark. I, I actually checked. <laughs> it's a ripper! It's a ripper! I thought I was muted. <laughs> I thought I was just a minute ago. <laughs> Right, score predictions for the Europa League, please, guys. Uh, Johnny, you can do on behalf of the guests. Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 if we're going to be taking kids. 2-1-2. Okay. Um, Manny? Uh, 1-0. 2-1-0. You can predict a loss, you know, sometimes. I'm not saying you should, and I don't want you to. But it's not imperative or the law that we. No, I just. You know, if you realistically think. I just think we'll, we'll be. Um, I think it'll be, it'll be a tight one, especially if we have the kids out. But I think one 0 will be enough. Force, force class terrible. Boston has gone with two-one uh, to the Arsenal, and I've gone two-nil to the Arsenal. So let's see how we get on with that. Um, the North London derby. It's the only thing we should be talking about. <laughs> Oh boy. It is, um, and I'm hoping we're going to be talking about it real cheer and with pride uh, when we talk again next week and review that game. It's Sunday 2 o'clock, 2.05 to be precise. Um, we should be pissed by, what, 12? I'm hoping so. Yeah, um, I don't know where we're heading to. Uh, probably the Holloway roadside, um, maybe the Islington. But the only problem with the Islington, I went to the Islington, great pub got right old football atmosphere about it the beer was pretty shit the um oh, it can't be as bad the, as at the, was it the supporters club Hi, uh, oh yeah well it, oh, you God, know that what? was awful i couldn't it, even finish the point it, it wasn't it wasn't much different but it is before the which game was that the wolves game wasn't it what's that I did, Johnny? sorry that was before the wolves That's game wasn't right, it yeah I met uh, Johnny and his daughter, who was full of sugar, um, and my brother. And we had a quick pint outside the supporters club. And then um, myself and my brother went across the other side. I wanted to try out the Islington um, and had one beer in there. And the beer in the supporters club was pretty shit. Um, and then we went over. It was actually worse over the Islington. 
The only thing I'd say it was £3.70, so it was cheap in comparison to London prices. It was its first full match day that it was opened. Um, I'm just hoping it'll improve. The only thing I would say about the pub, though, is you can't go outside with your drink. Uh, you can stand outside and have a cigarette. I don't smoke anymore, but you can um, stand outside and have a cigarette if you want. But it was hot. It was packed. There's loads of TVs. You can see a lot of football. So as a, a football pub, it's good as long as they sort the beer out. Um so we'll probably head that sort of way and then maybe the coronet or the eaglet or something like that and uh, need to, to build up our singing voices for, for, for the North London Derby. What what do you honestly feel about it? I, I think there's two Arsenal te- play, uh, teams that could turn up. If the team that played against Wolves turn up, we're fucked. If the team that played against Liverpool turn up, I think we'll have a fucking cracking game to watch. And we might just we might win. Do you think we have another another Liverpool performance in our locker this close to that Depends one? Depends who plays because on Thursday. It knocked the shit out of us after that Liverpool game. We, you know, we've we've top a drop back, haven't we? Because was it was that that was Palace was after that mm. as well, wasn't it? So we haven't really fired in all cylinders. No, since. we've been pretty. The key phrase is disjointed. We've said it pretty much after every game since. Oh, it's been a bit disjointed in this section. It's been a bit disjointed in this section. The whole team has been a bit disjointed. Mm, no, I I agree. Um, it's ah, oh, this game, this game like brings out so many different emotions. Like it makes me like ten times angrier. Like throughout the week, because I know that it's just I don't want to. You don't want to lose this game. Nobody wants to lose this game. Are we allowed to sing the song? Oh God! You can sing it. Can can we have permission to sing the song, Manny? Oh my God! Listen, you you already know my argument towards it. I could hear it in the Bournemouth match. Exactly right. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? It needs to be. I still believe it needs to be the appropriate environment. The North London derby. We're playing them. That's the correct environment. I I want to hear you because I know you're going to the game, Johnny. When you come on the podcast, whenever we're gonna do it, I don't even want to hear your voice. Right. <laughs> I want to hear you struggling because it's the right environment to be singing it. All right. I, I, why am I hearing it against Bournemouth? But but anyway, I don't want to go down that way. Um. We we have to win that game. Um, not only for our top four aspirations as well, but just for just for these Tottenham fans, they need to be brought down a peg or two. Like if you see them on Twitter because they beat Chelsea, oh my mm. god, Manny, Manny, you know you're um, talking about the the Tottenham song being sung at yeah, Bournemouth. God, yeah. um, I don't know if anybody's been listening to Talk Sport I this have, evening. I've heard the same thing you're talking about. <laughs> talk show, um, yeah. Ad, 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 Adrian Durrant is um, slagging off an Arsenal song that's been sung gone. The the lyrics are absolute shit. What the... It's a shit song. Stop singing it. Guess what song that might be? Do you think of Tottenham? No. It can't be my song. It was your oh. song. They're gone. He's five foot five. Who could talk about he's five foot five? I'm, I'm, I was bringing my wife back from the doctors. I was in that, that. I would have called up and told him. I, uh, I, told, I told him where to <laughs> stick would... his fucking opinion. Oh, you're not going to laugh. He actually but, had but, the nerve yeah, no, to he... criticise that song. He is such a mm, Stefan. You can't use Stephen. that word. Stephen. He is a proper Stefan, isn't he? 
I'm telling you, he's getting none from his wife, all right? She's an Arsenal supporter, so you, you make of that what you will. Oh, is it him again? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. The guy is a joke, isn't he? Yeah. He's obsessed. He's more obsessed than Arsenal fans singing bloody Tottenham songs at Bournemouth. Well, he was giving, he was, he was getting it uh, both barrels from a load of Tottenham um, fans because he said on Friday that they're going to have a hell week, uh, got to play Chelsea, and then they've got to go to Inter Milan, and then they've got to come and play us. And uh, if they're lucky, they might get uh, a win out of the three, and probably against Chelsea. They'd probably win against Chelsea. And Talksport were saying that we're going to get our ass whipped by. Um... Uh, Tottenham at the weekends. Listen, I don't know if you watched the Chelsea, uh, the uh, um, Spurs Chelsea game. It was a joke. But Jesus, I was expect. I, you know, honestly, I was expecting it to go the other way. I thought Chelsea would have Tottenham because Tottenham haven't really, a bit like us in the main, haven't really fired on all cylinders. But Deli Ali hate the guy, and you saw the video clip I sent on yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah, did you? Um, hate the guy uh, well hate hate's wrong I, I think the guy does himself no favours whatsoever um, and I don't think he's a, uh, quite a, a I don't think he's a pleasant guy I've never met him but from what I've seen um, on that video clip and not the one that everyone else is talking about with that lady another one which he's in a hotel hotel mm, reception at mm, 5 o'clock yeah, in the morning yeah. Um, and yeah uh, him and Ross Bartley and they're just not, not not pleasant you don't need to speak to people who are doing their job the way they did okay yeah we've all been pissed and so on um, but if Deli Ali puts Terrera in his pocket like he did with Jorginho is it yeah. That, yeah at Chelsea that was probably Chelsea's biggest mistake Bear, bear in mind that and playing that and playing Kante yeah, so far they've, they've the pitch. basically put, swapped Jorginho uh, with Kante and they've swapped roles and that's probably the worst thing they can do. It's absolutely stupid. Like you've got one of the best defensive midfielders and you're trying to play. I him. think he's probably the best defensive midfielder. I'm going to go yeah. out on a limb here and say that. Yeah, right uh, now like, he is definitely the best defensive midfielder. He moved the the, the position on. He redefined it a little bit more than. Just like the position was named after Mecca lately, mm. but he brought it up a couple of notches, not just one notch. He brought it up a couple more notches with all the running he did. But uh, you say about putting Deli Ali having someone in his pocket. Don't forget, I went to the Brazil Uruguay match, and Terea had Neymar in his pocket the whole match. Yeah, he did. He, uh, he bossed that game. He absolutely didn't let him have uh, two minutes to himself. Neymar had to go out right into the extreme wings to get any play of the ball. So we've got our, I think, resting Torreya during midweek is a must. So I think he's got to be not so much our secret weapon, but probably our best chance of keeping them quiet. But they're not just one so, one player. They have got quite a few good players. They they they, they do and. <laughs> Without going into too much detail about the game, because it, we're it's almost an it's hard to even we, we don't know what Arsenal we are yet, and you don't really know what Tottenham are yet. We know what Tottenham besides are besides shit. Yeah, yeah, besides shit. <laughs> no, no, I was waiting for you to jump in. You should have just gone shit. Um, have we got score predictions? I'm not even going to. Scunny, 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 you can you can do the guest. Oh, one. thanks for this. Guests go first. 
Yeah. Oh. It's got to be like Liverpool. I don't hey, think Mike. I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Not right now. No, you got it. No, 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 no. I need. You had the agenda. You knew you were coming on. Yeah, and I still I didn't haven't, pressure you I still haven't made my mind up. This is the worst game to predict in the whole Premier League calendar. Like, oh. Grow some. I'm not even going to respond to that. <laughs> Do you know what? Right, I'm I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm going to say 2-1 Arsenal. Um, I'm going to try and... Yeah. I can't see us not conceding. But I really want us to win really badly. So I'm just going to say 2-1 two, two, Arsenal. Okay. Mike in Boston has gone 2-0 to the Arsenal. And while um, somebody uh, extracts his testicles from his arsehole, um, I have predicted... I've, I've gone safe. I've gone for another draw, um, simply because I can never predict Arsenal to lose. And I think it's going to be very, very difficult for Arsenal to win this game. We do have home advantage. Um, you did we predict are playing, to we, You have before. I, I, we, we said first game of the season. Last we, season. We, all of us said we yeah. were going to lose yeah. the first game of the season. Exactly. Against City. Yeah. So, but... As a rule, Manny, I don't predict for us to lose, but I'm trying to make sure that the predictions we do are more realistic to what my genuine expectations are to the game rather than just my heart. And I've gone for a 1-1 draw. Mm. Have I heard plink, plink, fizz? Were they your bollocks? <laughs> you, need to get my, you need to get my balls out of your head. All right. You're a married man. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> As long as they're, as long as they're just in his head and not in his mouth. Not saying he's swinging sides. Can we go back to talking about your farts? It's far, far more enjoyable. Well, at least you ain't that close to him. Oh, yeah, that's true. Go on, Manny. Go on. Go, I just go, want go, to say, go. during the anniversary thing, I was holding one in the whole time. I just hope you appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I probably was as I probably was as well, you know. <laughs> but I learn how to use mute when I do this thing. Go on, Manny. Come oh, on, choking uh, TikTok. Oh god, I'm gonna go for a score draw. I'm gonna go for a one. Score draw. Pick a score. Yeah. One all. Same as me. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, it's a hopefully it's a good one. Um, I'm conscious of time and people's laptops and so on. So, um, Jordan Nobbs, the Arsenal uh, women's uh, uh, team, Jordan Nobbs has been stretched off with a knee injury. Her ACL is gone and she'll be out for six to nine months, um, possibly missing um, the World Cup in France, uh, which starts on June the 17th. Um, I sent, I put a, a link up on one of the groups that we're on about, uh, which we may touch on in a second. Um, how easy is it to sack um, a WSL player? They can be out for, I think it's 12 weeks, and doesn't matter if they're on the contract or not, they can actually break the contract and, and stop the contract. That's shit. So, okay, Arsenal aren't going to do that to Jordan Nobbs because she's one of the best players in, in, in the country. Um, but it's bad form, don't you think? It is very harsh. Considering the players that we've kept in the men's senior squad over the years. Mm. Robin, uh, Rob, uh, Robin Van Persie. <laughs> Jenkinson. You know, he spent seven out of eight years on the injury bench. Jack Wheelchair, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, you know, when you, the, when the you look at it and think, oh God, some of these really should... It's like we said before, a lot of these players are stealing their living. Um, and you think to yourself, well, 
You know what I mean? Why can't they have that clause in their contract? And, and they're not getting paid a fortune. Like, I heard somebody talking, I can't remember where it was because I, I, I listened to a lot of this stuff. Um, but they said like they're not getting the money that, I think it was Tim's, um, what's Tim, is this Tim Stillwell? Stillman. Tim Stillman was on Block and he was talking about the, um, the, the, the ladies football because he writes for them about it. And he does have a lot of knowledge, but he says, you know, they're, they're not on the money that, um, obviously professional men's footballs are, footballers are on, but they're on a good, good London city wage. So probably 60, 100, 150,000 pounds, uh, a year rather than the week that, uh, some of their players are. Plus they'll get all the other benefits as well. They're like professional and playing for, uh, training for five days a week and everything else. Every team has to be professional in the WSL now. Um, but with the way they're raising the profile of it, and to be honest, talking about raising the profile, we've been talking about uh, the women's team since the beginning of this season. And, okay, we don't claim to know anything very much about it, but just a, a slight overview. But it was really funny that Andrew Ma- uh, Andrew Man- Mannion um, uh, on Ask Blog... Mangan. You had yeah. to get one name um, wrong, didn't you? Fucking right, yeah. He's not your like idol. <laughs> He's not my idol, I'm my idol. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he He's starting... To, he was talking more about the Arsenal women's team. Uh, there's more and more stuff coming on about this. I know BBC and BT are, are promoting it, but you would have thought they'd manage that stuff a little bit better so that, you know... I, don't, I just think sacking somebody after three months off in a normal job you wouldn't get that no it's atrocious and she's one of our best players one of the best it's not going to happen to Jordan it's not going to happen to Jordan but it, because Arsenal can afford to keep her but if you think of Birmingham or London Bees or something like that they can't afford to pay somebody 150 grand year, a year and when they're struggling to pay you know probably the tea lady sometimes some of these so, do, do, do you mm. get what I mean so you had that other situation as well with the referee David McNamara. With the he didn't have a, a coin oh, toss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I thought that was brilliant. Well, it's you know, there's no law to say you need a coin. A referee is not part of his um, equipment, but he done rock paper scissors, and he got banned for three weeks, which was the equivalent of ten games. He has been appealing. That's absolutely shocking. Absolutely shocking. The ladies, um, they won. Um, uh, they won four-one against Everton, I think it was. Um, and the next fixture, is, sorry, it was four-nil. And the next fixture is Arsenal versus Brighton. Now that was we did play that. I didn't update. The, so yeah, it was Arsenal versus Brighton. Played last Sunday at twelve thirty. Arsenal became uh, overcame an early Brighton goal to keep their hundred percent WSL record intact. Uh, Brighton went ahead um, against the runner play, um, and then Vivian Medima levelled um, before goals from Dominic Bloodworth and DVD, as she's been called now. Dominic uh, Danielle Van. I got another one wrong. Danielle Van, Van der Donk. Uh, put us in control uh, so really good um, good result from us 4-1 overall because uh, Beth Mead um, uh, scored scored the, the, the late goal uh, next game comes up soon the, the, the average attendance at, at um, the ball wood ground where the ladies play is about 1500 and they're trying to get it to was it Tim said it was 2000 is what they're trying to get the average to Johnny yeah I think so right about that yeah 
Tickets are six quid and three quid uh, in advance online and ten quid and five quid on, on the turnstiles. I know there's a few people um, who um, who are on the uh, forum that, um, uh, that they've started going as well. So, right, before we go into it, question of the week. Have you got the last two or no, not? I think I've got one more. Is that is it, Owen, it was Owen Coyle? Googled. I promise. So I okay, he, was he was born in Scotland, but he has an Irish passport. He played. He played for the Irish international team as a striker. He's one and only. Say if I googled it, I'd have more than one. He, he 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 did. It's hard to fucking Google. Um, take it from me. Um, he did score. He, he he did he did um, he did score. Uh, no, sorry, he did he did play for us, and he does hold an Irish a Republic of Irish passport. It's probably because he wants to stay part of the EU. Oh, I've got I've dusted off my application form. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, in case you didn't know, was Joe Kinnear. Ooh, oh. yeah, I wouldn't have known any of those to be fair. Yeah. So the answers were Roy Keane, Chris Hooton, David O'Leary, Old Coyle, Mick McCarthy, Joe Kinnear. Fair enough. Um. Now we've lost Welbs. It exposes the holes in the squad. Where do you think, and what do you need, think we need to do to strengthen? Jesus, right wing, right wing, hundred um, percent. Try and sell Mkhitaryan to China. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, good, good luck, luck with yeah. that. I mean, it's yeah. We need a we need a winger. We need natural width, um, and then somebody who can come in and, and hit the ground running, which is going to be hard to find in January, but. Yeah, we we need cover there. Um, yeah, to get immediately. I think I'd say that's the only position. I don't think we're going to get a centre back in th- you know, in January. I think that's a summer thing. To be fair, we probably we probably need more than that. But yes, definitely, I'd go wingers first. We could probably go on for hours and hours. I've just looked at the clock. We've been on here for nearly an hour already. Um, the one last thing I was going to touch on um, that's non-Arsenal related, just football related: Boca Juniors versus yeah. River Plate. At that, Fucking people nuts. moan about like you know derbies and 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 things like that in Europe. But those guys over there, right? The fans dictate on another level, what happens. The fans dictate what happens at their clubs. Like those two, I think that there's a ban on the way fans um, in Argentina at the minute because of what happened in the game between those two sides, where I think it was a Boca fan somehow ripped into the tunnel where the river fan where the river play players were standing and sprayed pepper spray um in there to the point I think it was five so six players went ended up going to the hospital because of it. They take things to the extreme. I mean if you know the history between the two, you know there's no love lost and there's no way nothing was going to happen when they're playing the equivalent of their Champions League final against their most hated rivals. It was bound to happen. I don't think that that game's going to be played anytime soon. No. And well, the black politicians and people out there can't do anything about it because they want to keep the fans on side. So, yeah, good luck with that one. I'm going to say, I want to talk about a lot of it. It's down to a lot of their ultras, isn't it? You know, I think they call them, is it the rail? Uh, I watch. The River Mafia, I think they call them, don't they, for River Plate? Well, a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of South American football, uh, their ultras do have mafias yeah. and they, they have more power over. Uh, if you could imagine Red Action having more power over Stan Kroenke than, than Stan Kroenke's misses, that's how um, 
it works there that the, the, the ultras have a say whether a game gets played and who they sign and who they don't sign but I was I was watching um, the BBC when it was called off first on Saturday and there was a guy there who said look it's the second leg it's 2-2 was finally balanced um, and it's a two-legged final which is the equivalent of the Champions League final uh, I can't remember exactly how you pronounce or say Coppa della Rete was it is that what it's called is. Libertadores, yeah, okay, yeah, so, um, so, um, they, um, they, they said there was about 300 ultras that want to start a riot, and when they want to start a riot, they fucking start a riot. And he, he said he was embarrassed by them that, uh, the game had to be cancelled, and then they tried to reschedule it again, it was cancelled again. I believe, um, they will be rescheduling the, um, the, the game because it has to have a, a solution otherwise I think who's the one with the red slash River they would have to forfeit River the game play. yeah yeah they, they'd, they'd have to they'd have to forfeit the game it's madness like, so, it's, but, it's absolute madness where the fans have total control of what happens football they're football crazy over there in Argentina so if that final does not get played I think it's going to be a lot worse than what happened to those Boca players, to be fair. Like, I think they will shut down the whole country, to be honest with you. It's madness. It would be, yeah. Apparently, though, it's not the um, the most hate-fueled derby uh, around. Did anybody hear the beginning of match of the day on Sunday, Saturday Jesus night, Christ. Sunday morning? And I don't know who the commentator was, but he's talking about Tottenham versus Chelsea. Has that guy not even seen Celtic Rangers? Has he not seen Arsenal Tottenham, even even though lesser these days, because you don't get that much shit? Liverpool versus Manchester, Manchester versus Leeds. Fenerbahce, Galatasaray, all those. Precisely. Well, I'm only just keeping it in the UK. Mm. But It's only because Pochettino... Tottenham versus it. Chelsea, Hatefield. You know what I mean? He okay. said on Sky, didn't he? Um, saying that they, his biggest rivals are Chelsea and not Arsenal. I swear I read that at some point. Yeah, he did, he did say you know something I mean? like so that. He said that they're um, all like, because they bum him already, or they bum, to, they bum topping them all over the place anyway, half these pundits and that now, so they like to uh, they like to just carry on and go over the top with it, don't they, and say, oh, hey, look at these, it's the biggest rivals ever. It's like, for fuck's sake, seriously, get a grip of your lives. Mm. Um, lads, I'm nervously looking forward to, um, to the North London derby. It's always a great day out. Um, Shame I'm not there this weekend. I'm there the next weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're having the the, the meetup. There's a, a few of us meeting up from Arsenal Force fans forum and so on. Um, on that note, we're going to leave it. It's really been good. We've lost Johnny because his laptop's dropped off. Um, I hope you guys feel a little bit better. Um, I'll probably have no voice when we speak next week, but it's been good. Thanks again, guys. Up the Arsenal. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.